What is up, my beautiful people? Welcome to this week's episode of Vital Advice for Your Everyday Life, the podcast where I address all of my toxic behaviors and things that are holding me back and try to fix them and show you how I'm doing that. This week, we're actually doing a follow-up episode. So I already did a jealousy episode about a month ago. And uh, I introduced what's called the Jealousy Challenge in that episode. So if you would like to understand what I'm referencing in this episode, I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to that. So right now, go and pause this episode and go listen to the first one. All right. So after you've done that, come back here and we're going to follow up with some listener comments that I'm going to clarify on because there were some things that it seemed like I was saying, but I actually wasn't. And I need to clarify just so that everyone understands that I'm not okay with my partner cheating on me. (laughs) Hello, Grim. We're going to have our cat Grim Reaper come and say hello before we move on. Grimmy, are you okay? Great. Good to hear. Okay. So Last time I talked about jealousy, I introduced the uh, neuroscience behind it with the facts about how the primitive part of the brain, the cingulate cortex, that's where it fires off when you're feeling jealous. And when that fires off, it's also the same area of the brain that fires off when you're feeling heartbroken. So I introduced the idea that if you're thinking about trying to improve your jealous traits. Just think of it as every time you're allowing yourself to project your jealous feelings onto your relationship, you're just breaking your own heart. And that does not sound quite lovely, now does it? Okay, so I don't want to say in going into this that I have gotten rid of my jealous traits because in actuality, you cannot get rid of all of your jealousy. It is a very natural thing within your body and Uh, According to Dr. Romani, who is a psychologist who specializes in narcissism, she states that having jealous feelings is actually healthy. It means that you are still invested in your relationship. She says you still have skin in the game. So I never want to get like fully rid of it because that means I don't care about my relationships. But it is how you act on your jealousy that matters. That is what is going to hold you back. And that's what I've worked on with the jealousy challenge. Okay, so we have an establishment of what I'm talking about today. I'm going to address two things for sure that a couple of listeners have brought up to me. First thing, there were a couple of people who expressed feelings of if I don't do something, if I see my partner doing something that makes me feel jealous, then they won't know. And where I understand the feelings of where that's coming from as a person who feels jealous quite often, I'm a very jealous person, what can I say? I understand what you're coming from, but if you're trying to have a healthy relationship, instead of thinking about how can I best demonstrate to this person that I know that they're disrespecting me, is to ask yourself, do I trust him? 
I feel like that's the underlying message, isn't it? Like, do you trust your partner? Are you able to trust them to go out on their own to a bar or to a party or to just hang out with their friends where another person could arrive that could make you jealous? Are you able to trust them? Do you trust your partner to do what they're supposed to do? Especially if you've already voiced your boundaries and they should know what is going to be crossing a boundary for you. Do you trust them? Because that's kind of where what it all boils down to me is I have clear-cut boundaries with who I will have a partnership with. I'm not currently in a relationship. I haven't been in a relationship for two years. Surprise, surprise. I've been in a situationship, which I mentioned in the last jealousy episode, but I've not been in a relationship. That doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm going to do when I am when I am in a relationship. And one of those things is, is there going to be an idea of what is acceptable to do with someone who could make me jealous and what is not okay to do. So if I trust him to understand that and to respect my boundaries, then I have absolutely no reason to be allowing myself to be obsessed with what he's doing. Because if he's already displayed disrespect in my relationship, then it's on me for staying in that relationship. It's not on him to improve. Does that make sense? Let me let me explain this a little bit more. Are you projecting onto your partner fears from past relationships? Are you projecting your own insecurities onto this relationship? The idea that if he talks to someone else, he'll see that my worth isn't actually worth it. That like somehow like he'll finally figure out that I'm not as good as what he thought I was because he'll see it in this other person. Are you projecting that because you're you're putting words into his mouth if that's what's going on? Or has this person ever given you a reason not to trust them? Because if they have ever disrespected you in the past and you're not able to trust them not to disrespect you again, then that's something you need to work within yourself and really establish within your relationship whether or not you can give that trust to them. Trust and jealousy. That's a you issue. That's a you problem. That is on you. You cannot control their actions. And if you are trying to control them, if you're trying to display your anger and effort to control their actions, that's not a healthy relationship. Okay. So the listener comment, the comment on if they flirt with someone at a party, how am I not upset? Now, these are my boundaries. Okay. So I'm not going to ever say that this is what you need to have, but in within my boundaries and that the boundaries I will establish within my relationships is that I am okay with surface level flirtation as I will also be using surface level flirtation with the people that I interact with when I go out with my girlfriends. Surface level flirtation is very different from having flirtation that leads to infidelity. Surface level flirtation is the type of flirtation that you can do with a bartender, with a waitress, with someone who is in a phys- like who is going to be 
in a service type of relationship with you. And it's usually used in a way of establishing some sort of rapport while you are in their work area. Where it crosses the boundary for me, and again, these are my boundaries. This is nothing that you need to have, okay? Is the idea that if phone numbers are exchanged, if Snapchats are exchanged, if the conversation reaches a sexual level, if there are things that are like intended to flirt towards something that's where it's different. So there are, there's the idea that like you can be like, hey, I'm having a good time and get to know someone and have a flirtatious conversation with boundaries. Then there is a flirtatious conversation that is obviously intended towards something. That's where it draws the line with me. And I will be very clear with my relationships on that. That's okay with me. If we're at a party and like someone offers me a drink and I have like a very surface level flirtation with them and then leave it at that, I'm sure my partner would be okay with that. And I'm sure of that because they're going to be my partner that I choose to keep in my life. And I should be able to be okay with my partner talking to someone who they're attracted to outside of the relationship because they're human. And it's natural for me to see the, feel those jealousy feelings because that means I care that they're in my relationship. And it can become kind of like a dynamic where like we talk about how many drinks we got at the bar by other people. And like I can express that like, oh, they made me jealous and it like becomes a sexy thing instead of making it something that's toxic, un, unhealthy in our relationship. Okay, so... That being said, I've established my boundaries, all of that good shit. Once I have expressed that and they understand my boundaries and they understand what level of flirtation I'm okay with at like these social events, it is up to that person to uphold that standard and not to cross a boundary and disrespect me. Comprende? It is not up to me to hold that person up to my standards. I let them know and then I watch. I see if they respect me. And that is where the baseline of our relationship can be established. That's how all relationships should be established is under the, these are my boundaries, these are my values, these are my expectations. I let you know what they are. I watch if you uphold them. I might express to you saying, hey, I need to remind you of something. Maybe once or twice, but after that, like they should know. They're not stupid. They're they're an adult and they need to be held to their own actions, right? So it is a good way to understand how they're going to proceed. And I have to make a choice based on their actions, whether or not that is what I want to keep in my life. And at the end of the day, At the very end of the whole idea of this whole thing I just went on, what you put energy into is what the outcome is going to be. So why would I put energy into focusing on those jealous feelings when I could be putting energy into better things? Like, if they're going to disrespect me, cool, peace out, I'm done. There's actually a phrase that I use when I get rejected. Believe it or not, I get rejected quite frequently. I just equate it to being a part of life. You get rejected, people. The best 
response to someone who is doing something that is a very obvious, hurtful, and disrespectful act is to use the phrase, no worries. Because all that does, listen closely, all that does is it takes the emotion out of the situation. You just established that you're not going to have an emotional reaction to their disrespect, but you're not going to stand up for it. You just say, no worries. Maybe you do a peace sign, maybe a smiley face if you're doing it in a text message, but you just step out of the situation. You don't need to explain anything to them because they should have already known. You've already expressed your values. You've already expressed your boundaries. They know that. So they disrespect it. All you have to say is, no worries. Done. You're done. Cut it at that. That's all you got to say. And you know what's great about that statement? Is you're demonstrating that they do not have the power to take away the most beautiful part of you. Your empathy, your self-control, and your self-respect. They can do the most despicable shit and you're not going to react. You're, they can disrespect every part of your boundaries and you're not going to do shit about it except for remove that person from your life. They don't have access to you now. No worries. Peace out. You do you. I almost equate it to the idea of if someone takes poison and then pours you a glass and they say, you know what, I just took this poison and now I'm going to make it your problem. Are you going to drink that poison? Are you going to lash out and throw water in their face because they offered you poison? No. The healthy way of responding to someone handing you a cup of poison is to hand it back to them and say, you know what? That's not for me. I'm walking away. Because taking the poison, I equate that to engaging into an unhealthy physical or verbal argument over what they did. If they want to drink poison, they can fucking drink that poison. Let them do it. I dare them. Go ahead. Drink the poison. I'm not going to engage in that. No worries. Peace out. That is where my stance is. So if they want to flirt, okay, I'll watch them. They're going to disrespect me. No worries. I'm out. Imagine the level of power you have. The untapped control that you have if you maintain your self-respect and your self-control in these situations. You would be fucking unstoppable. So ladies and gentlemen, that is what I meant about that situation when I referenced the Jason Momoa dating situation. Though I don't think Jason Momoa would ever cheat on me because that shit is in my imagination. (laughs) If he ever tried to, it's my responsibility to control my actions. Right, Mitch? Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So there there are people out there that the other side of the coin that when I talked about how jealousy can sometimes make us act dumb, make us act like to lash out or whatever, there were some statements of, well, I don't want them to make me into a fool. I don't want them to think that they can get away with it. I don't want them to think that they can disrespect me that way. Honey, they knew it was wrong, first of all. 
So it didn't matter what you thought you were doing. They knew it was wrong. And you will never be a fool for putting trust into someone. You will never be a fool giving them a little bit of reins to figure out how they're going to treat you. They will always be the fool for being so cowardice and being such a low life in cheating on you. That's on them, honey. You will never be the fool for trusting someone. The strongest people in this world are the people who put trust in the person in their relationship. So no, I don't agree with that statement. You don't have to agree with me though. If you don't agree with what I just said, that's on you. If you don't agree with what I said, that's fine. Those are your boundaries. But for me, I just watch, I listen, and then I decide. Simple, clear-cut as that. No worries, mate. Okay, my beautiful people, it's time to get into the jealousy challenge. I documented the last month of me trying to engage with someone who makes me jealous. And I have to say the process didn't go the way that I thought that it would go. So I'm going to show you those clips that I did on my phone. So the quality and the audio, the quality, so I'm, I'm just going to say the quality of the audio is not as good as what I normally do. Not that what I normally do is fantastic, but it's going to go down. It was on my phone. I apologize, but I, I, I just wanted to make sure that I was documenting as I go. Let's follow through that and then I'm going to follow up with how I have had to adapt the jealousy challenge in order to be successful in my, to be successful in this process. Let's get into clip number one. Hey guys, I am in a parking lot outside of work and uh, it is May 5th, 2022 and I just did something that I never thought that I would do. I never thought that I would be this person and I never thought that I would make this kind of progress in my life, honestly. Um, I have been jealous and like, that's not an easy thing to admit, obviously, but I have had jealousies that are not based on the people that I'm jealous of. Those are things that I need to work on internally. It's also based on comparison. So I decided I was going to try to do a social experiment. So we're starting today on the 5th of March to see if I can be friends. And I mean this in an honest, like true sense of the word, a friend who I can trust, I can admire, I can compliment, and I can be happy for with a person who I feel jealous of or compare myself to. So we're going to start today. We're going to follow this journey. I don't know how it's going to go. Maybe this is something I'm not ready for. Maybe this is something that's really going to help me be a better person. So let's find out. Hello, it is the 14th of March and I have an update for y'all regarding the jealousy challenge. (laughs) It's not going great, guys. Okay, so... um. As of now, she has not responded to my friend request on Facebook, which is kind of a bummer because the next step was supposed to be that I was going to start a conversation and get to know her and to give a genuine compliment. 
Uh, but that's not possible if I can't talk to her. So that was kind of a step backwards or just, I guess not. No, it wasn't a step backwards. I made progress. It was just like a non-starter. A non-starter. Okay, so because I didn't have that conversation though, um, I don't feel like I've made the mental progress that I wanted to. Like initially when I started this, um, like the first day, I immediately felt less threatened. Like immediately I started just seeing her as just a person that there was nothing that I needed to be competing with and that I didn't feel like I needed to have those feelings of jealousy when um, I was around her. Grim, you good. Um, but then time passed and something happened where um, I felt jealous. <laughs> and it wasn't anything that she had done directly, but was because of her presence that I just felt it in my soul. And I felt like all those wonderful feelings of things could be taken from me. And this person is intruding onto a space that I can't be involved in. And I don't feel good about it. And so I had to do the whole mindset of, well, okay, this person's not a threat. My brain is, is just shooting off these indicators because of a primal reaction. And I, I tried to talk myself down um, the best I could. Uh, this was just last night. And I realized how hard that actually is to do once you are so just ingrained into that mindset and like you associate that person with that feeling and it's so hard to get it off once it gets in. I don't know how much progress I can make beyond that. Uh, That being said, we're going to keep trying. Okay, so I just got out of the gym and the jump. Oh my God. <laughs> I just got out of the gym and uh, while I was in the locker room getting my shit together, I got a notification on my phone, guys. And the notification was that she accepted my friend request. I felt like so amazing when I saw that. That was like the moment of like when your crush, <laughs> when your crush accepts like your follow request, like that was the feeling. And I'm like really excited about it, but I also had like this really scary feeling in my like soul that now I have to do the thing. <laughs> I have to go and uh, try to be an actual friend and compliment and have a conversation with this person. So I go and I, uh, I try to check out her Facebook to see if there's anything like I can like, or like, um, give some sort of compliment. So I go onto her feed and I notice that her feed is rather scarce. Like there's not a lot of pictures and not a lot of information on there. Now, that could be because she's not on there a lot. That is 100% possible. But I just feel like I wonder if she filtered the information that I'm allowed to see because you can do that on Facebook. Um, 
So if that's what it is, then obviously I have some trust to kind of build, which is fair. Uh, so we'll see. Um, right now I don't have any other updates other than that, but I feel like it's a good update. Progress. So today is the 19th of March. Um, I have been contemplating for days now how I could better, um, how I could reach out to this person and to start a conversation because without any information, like it's not like I can like and comment on any pictures. Um, so I recall a previous conversation about this person that might be my my leeway into just doing something. Again, this is not to be weird with her, but like I'm really nervous to do it. Like I I almost feel like I'm doing like a cold contact with um, a crush on like trying to slide into their DMs. So like this is such a weird experiment. I don't know why um, I thought this was going to be so easy. Uh, well, I didn't think it was going to be easy, easy. I guess I don't know why it's so hard when I make friends everywhere I go. And I think it's just because it is the um, social media cold contact feeling always feels a little bit weird for me. So let's see how I feel. Okay, so I think I'm making progress, but not in the way that any of us thought was going to happen, honestly, because um, update, she never replied to the message that I sent. Um so <laughs> that's kind of been so far a non-starter but last night I had a dream about another girl that I had been jealous with in like the last two years and I've never really had a real full conversation with her I've never been comfortable with her uh, but she kept popping up and I've always been just like really sick and tired of her well I don't think I've made any progress listen to how I'm talking about her <laughs> anyway um, <laughs> last night I had a dream. I dreamt that I saw this girl at a grocery store and she came up to me and wanted to fight like verbally. And I guess I don't know, kind of physically too. And like, I engaged at first and then I was like, look, we don't know each other. And she was like, you're right. And we have like this like conversation where we actually talked as human beings to each other and just like, you know, talked about how you know, this isn't something that needs to be a thing between us. We don't need to be enemies. And then we bought our groceries and walked out kind of like friends. And then I woke up and I just feel like, man, like, is this like self-improvement now infiltrating my dreams? Am I, am I a better person? I don't think I'm a better person, but I do think that at least in my dreams, I'm starting to realize that I need to be better. So that's something. So, hello, it's me. Back to the person recording currently in real time. After that clip, I felt so unfulfilled that I just didn't even bother documenting it because like I was hoping for you, I was going to bring to you some sort of like, I've improved so much and I feel so much better about my life and like this person and I are now besties or like something to like give to you. But honestly, 
this is real life shit. And sometimes in real life shit, you don't get that outcome. And this person never responded to me. We never had a conversation. But I can say that after I sent that message to them, they immediately felt like less of a threat. I saw them as less of an enemy and more of a person who is on the same plane as me, someone who who can relate to me. And honestly, I somewhat pitied them. And I don't think I need to get into why I pitied them, but there were reasons where I just said, damn, I'm so glad I'm not in their position. I felt less jealousy. I did, but I don't feel like I was successful in completing what I, what I initially set out to do. And though I'm sad about that, I almost feel like it's relatable. Like there are going to be people that you're going to try if you do the jealousy challenge who that bridge is burned. You're not going to be able to talk to them. There's going to be people who you don't want to talk to. And honestly, while I was going through this process and I realized she might not respond to me, I started looking into my past and seeing if there was anyone else I might want to engage with. And I realized a lot of people that I had felt jealous of in the past, I never want to be their friend. I knew enough. I really did know enough. And I made the choice that if I can't be their friend, I need to pull back. And maybe that's something that can sit well within someone else's mindset that might be thinking about doing the jealousy challenge. If you can't be their friend, maybe it's time to take a step back. And if you have to take a step back with a friendship or a relationship that is associated with that jealousy feeling, it might be for the best. And for me, that's what I had to do with a lot of people is I just had to, I had to take a step back in order to establish within myself understanding of how I could see them differently. And maybe I would never engage in a conversation with them again, but at least I understood that. So a good rule of thumb. Let's summarize this. If you're not able to be friends with them, a good rule of thumb that you can be using with the person that is associated with the jealousy, not the person that is making you feel jealous, but the person you're associating with the jealousy. So if like it's for say, let's say like you're, you're casually dating someone and he brings up this girl Sally and Sally is someone you feel jealous about maybe it's time to take a break from Kevin who's talking to Sally or who has Sally as a friend take a step back in that relationship or you can engage in some distancing tactics that you're doing secretly I'm calling some bitches out with this statement are you stalking him socially are you checking his snap count Are you checking his location? Are you checking how many likes he gives on other girls' profiles? Are you checking the interactions that he is having with Sally? Are you? Sally's going to be there, guys. She's going to stay. Can you accept that? If you can't, step back. If you can, become friends with Sally. That's kind of where I'm seeing it at this point. Like That is my perspective on it. You have a choice. Also, it's never healthy 
to stalk someone socially. It doesn't matter how many people he's talking to on his Snapchat compared to you. It doesn't matter where he's at. And I have so many stories that if you're interested in, I can tell you about some pretty toxic shit that I have done with checking snap counts and checking locations. Like it, it, it doesn't do anything good for you. Another thing that you can use, if you can't do that, if you mentally are not able to reach that state where you can let that go, at least stop reading into statements that relate to Sally. So Sally is an important person to Kevin, right? Kevin shows you a snap of Sally's new dog. And he says, oh my God, Sally got a new dog. Look at this cute little puppy. And he shows you the snap. Now me, or at least the me I'm trying not to be, would read into that, into why would Sally show you her puppy? What kind of conversation are you having outside of this snap conversation if she's comfortable enough to send you a snap of her new dog? Like, I would read into things that weren't even there when Kevin is just trying to show me something that he thought I would like. He thought I'd like to see a dog. What are you reading into there? Or, let's say Sally sent him a Snapchat where she's, at the pool and she's in a bikini and she's like pool time <laughs> maybe that is a thirst trap can you control sally though maybe you need to have a, a talk with kevin about the type of relationship he has with sally but there might be thirst traps that are sent to your man and you have no control over that what are you going to do are you going to lash out are you going to call him out? Are you going to bottle it up and use it later as a weapon? What is the healthiest thing that you can do in this moment? That's kind of where I'm at with a whole jealousy challenge. So I've established that I can't always control the situation, but I can step back. I can accept things for what they are, or I can move on. And I can attempt to be friends with that person, or I can distance myself or just not read into things. I guess at the end of the day, the jealousy challenge is challenge yourself to do better, but always remember that jealousy isn't wrong. It's not a wrong feeling to care of whether or not someone is going to stay with you. It's not a bad feeling to understand that you have a perceived threat on your relationship and wanting to keep that precious thing with you. It's not bad. It's how you react. And sometimes you can even turn it into something sexy. Okay, so. If you want to turn it into something sexy, I can give you an example of how that works out, especially if you're in a dom-sub relationship. God, I love those. So let's say that your man's a dom and you're a sub. If that's not something you're into, that's fine. But let's say that you use it as a way of bringing out his nurturing side as a dom, right? And you talk about how Sally makes, makes you feel like maybe you, you need you need a little bit more attention. You don't like that he's talking, right? Okay, you can use that into a sexy way, but don't let it fester. Talk about it. If you need to use some sort of tactic to make it into something sexy or helpful, you can manipulate a bad situation into a good situation without manipulating your partner. 
you have more control over the situation than you give yourself credit for. And if you're able to deflect your own emotions into a positive environment, if you choose to stay, you don't have to stay with someone that makes you feel jealous, by the way, you can choose to lose that. You can choose to retreat from that relationship. And I will support you in that because if it's not for you, it's not for you. But if you're able to say, I can turn this into a sexy pattern of using it in my dom sub relationship as like kind of like sexual fodder, more power to you. Like that's hot. Like make it something into something you can, you can fuck over. Like, I think that's great. I don't know if I can like really project that well currently because I'm not in a relationship, but like in my past, like subdom relationships, if I express like, I just want to keep you and like this person, I just show me that you love me, daddy. Like that kind of stuff can be really hot. Okay. So I think I like entered a territory that like I've never done on my podcast. So I'm, I'm sorry if that offended anyone. Okay. So essentially the, the jealousy challenge will never be done for me. And uh, though I don't think I'll do another whole episode dedicated on jealousy, I do think that I'm going to um, in the future address some things as I see progress, as I discover something new, I might address it in briefly in later episodes. I hope that this series on jealousy has at least enlightened you on different ways that you can improve your own behaviors because this whole process is just about me being a terrible person and being a bitchy person and, and being a jealous person and me trying to improve on that that's what this whole podcast has been about so I hope that I have given you some tools or at least given you a laugh <laughs> as I've tried to establish myself I really appreciate everyone who's listening and uh, I hope that you can reach out to me as you go on your own jealousy journey. I'd love to hear from you. I do have my Instagram again linked in the description of this episode. Reach out to me if you have any ideas or feedback. I am so excited to move on and to have a healthier relationship with you and with people in my future. I will see you next Thursday. I I don't know what the next episode is going to be about, but I'm sure it's going to be fire. Be kind to yourself. Be less jealous. But most of all, have some good sex, people. (laughs) All right. I'll see you next week. Goodbye. (laughs) 